Hello? Hi, hello, is this Nicholas? Yeah, is it Tommy? Yeah, it's Tommy, man. How can I help? Hey, man, Tommy, what's going on, man? You doing all right? <laughs> yeah, man. How's, how's it going? By the way, I just want to let you know, Nicholas, before we get started here, this call is going to be recorded and potentially put on YouTube, okay? For the new channel and so on. All right, no. No, awesome. Yeah, I was going to record it on my end, but that worked out perfectly. But really quick, man, I know this is going to record and we got a short amount of time. Just want to say also congratulations. We have 30 minutes. Just proposal. take your time. No need to rush. Okay? You're good. Okay, awesome. But yeah, just wanted to congratulate you on your proposal first. Um, Thank you, And brother. just, you know, all your success. And um, just want to also mention, too, um, so in the, in the questionnaire that I mentioned, first thing that I wanted to ask you about was I'm looking to potentially start a YouTube channel pretty soon. Okay. And I was just looking at to obviously get some tips from you as far as just the consistency i know that's a big part of it and just a few other you know little tidbits along the way that might really help me out okay so the first question is why so um along with you know like so just trying to build you know different revenues of income mm -hmm. um i'm really passionate about animals about dogs that's one of the big things that i'm looking to potentially make my youtube channel about yeah. And I kind of wanted to document that because I know a lot of people that have questions or, you know, that are looking into the same things that I am and every dog mm -hmm. different, you know, or animals in general. And I just was really interested into, you know, kind of creating my own content around that and as to why, you know, that would be, you know, kind of helpful. Would you do that if I didn't give you a single dollar to do it? Um, yeah, I would. That's something I'm passionate about. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So here's my advice here. All right. So obviously consistency is key and I'm not really sure like what your content is going to be around. It sounds like it's about, it's about to be around, around animals and so on, but my advice is this. Okay. What I did initially when I wanted to start this channel was I went on YouTube and I looked up the 10 best channels, the 10 best ones. And I saw like the ones that I actually wanted to be like, okay. So the top 10 ones and I saw, all right, so what do they do that I can do better or improve on? And by the way, a lot of the times you can go, for example, to their most popular videos and see exactly, okay, why are they so much popular here? And you can recreate those videos and make them a lot better. So if you want to be, for example, in the whole like, oh, animal sector or whatever, you want to go, go, and by the way, most likely people watch what they like on YouTube. So most likely you already know these channels, but you probably never thought about it this way. You want to go mm -hmm. and check, like write down the top 10 and see exactly what they do, right? How many subs they have right. and look over all their videos and all those videos right there are basically potential videos for yourself. Now, there is one thing I want to tell you. What you don't want to be on YouTube is a copycat, right? My name is Nicholas. Right. I have my own story to tell, my own way to tell it, and I have my own knowledge. And on top of that, I can go out there, read books, take courses, take classes to go ahead and improve on my knowledge. So when I tell you, go to these channels, I'm not telling you copy what they do. And bring it over to your channel. I'm saying, hey, go over to their channel. See what's working. Like, hey, the top video is how to do this. Well, I want to recreate this video, but I want to add more information to it. So the way I do this, basically, I don't watch the video, but I click it and I go over to the comment section after I pause the video. Of course, I don't want to watch it. don't want to be influenced. And I go over all the comments and see exactly, wait, what other questions do people have? And I make sure in my video, I answer all those questions. Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's basically like the scientific, I, I learned this in a PhD work, like on workshop, it's like the scientific method to do research. You you respect what people have done in the past, but you also add more value to it. You don't try to recreate the wheel, make original content because there's nothing original out there. All the content has been made already. What you wanna do is just improve upon what's already there. 
Gotcha. Okay, perfect. Well, again, I'd definitely like to go ahead and add to some of this. Again, I'm kind of recording and taking notes on my end, so mm-hmm. I appreciate that for that part. Um, the next thing I wanted to ask you about was um, more so on the saving and investing in. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, currently, um, by the way, before we get to that, before we get to that, right? As far as YouTube, mm-hmm. that's like that's like step one. But remember, right? right? YouTube is also a search engine, right? So whatever content you're making, you have to make sure that it's actually being searched for when you're first going to start it, right? Because nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows about your videos. So you got to make sure people are searching up the topics you're actually making content about. The way to prove this is basically the popular videos that those people made, I know there's an audience for it. So I'm going to go ahead and recreate those videos. On top of that, consistency-wise, consistency-wise, you want to go ahead. Do you work right now? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. I'm on my lunch break now. Okay. I do. Um, you have a full-time job? Uh, yeah, full time. Okay. So, um, how many hours free do you have every day? Um, I would say anywhere from, I'd say six to seven. Okay. That's a video day right there. So a video day, if you do a video day, that's 365 videos every single year. And by the end of the year, even if you get one view, 10 subscribers, like you said, Tommy, I can do this even without getting paid. Right. So you'll be having fun. Right every single day doing this. Not every day is going to be fun, obviously, but um, you'll, you'll be having fun. Right. On top of that, also look up um, SEO optimization. That basically means, hey, I need to optimize my content to make sure that the algorithm picks it up. That's basically with keywords and so on. I use a tool called TubeBuddy. If you use my name, like Tommy Bryson, to get discounts. I just got like money and stuff like that. And so you got like, I don't know how it works. Like a discount, I get money. I don't know how much, but it's a tool that I've been using for a long time. It helps you find like the tags for your videos, also like the perfect titles for your videos. And also when you make a video, if you notice on my videos, there's always a full description. That's A, I want you guys to look over the description if you guys don't want to watch the video, but also B, right. it helps the algorithm understand what this video is about and push it to the right people. Mm, okay, gotcha. I always did wonder why you did this. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. there you go. All right, so what's your second question? Um, so my second question was more so just about on the saving investing in. Um, I was mm-hmm. saying, like most Americans, I you know got my stimulus check, and um, you know again I I'm in the process of emphasizing your your rule. I guess I forget the exact numbers of it, but I'm mm-hmm. in the process of implementing that currently right now. And again, I've you know I had good success so far. I'm you know being disciplined, and um, right now with mainly just my stimulus money, since I really don't. Again, I'm pretty much acting like I never really received it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm wanting to go ahead and obviously invest it. And I know that you have your portfolio um, with M1. Um, and I, I know you have a link for it and how to set it up. But um, as far as just, I want to do that with more of my money, but I'm trying to get out of the habit of just leaving it in my savings, the stuff that's not an emergency fund or that, you know, is essentially worth investing. But I'm trying to kind of get over that tackle with it. And between that and, um, like just all the other investing tools and options out there. Like I'm trying to simplify it to where my money's just not spread all over the place and it's okay. in kind of one consistent place and that I'm investing. Okay, so A, do you have an emergency fund? Yes. How much do you have in there? Like how much like how much worth? Like um three months, one month, two months, six months? Um I have a, I have three months. That's awesome. Fully funded, right? That's awesome. Do you have any yeah. debt? Um <laughs> It's like, I say at the most right now, I have about like $2,000 in debt. 2000 from what? Um, Pretty much from credit cards and just like I have one that's in collections. How many cards do you have? Um, I only have two cards and those, I have a good standing with those, so the cards are fine. 
Okay. What happened with the first one? It was like the first time you got a credit card? Yeah, first time I got a credit card and my mom, long story, but you know, that had something to do with it too, but that's essentially mm -hmm. what happened mm -hmm. with that. All right. That's, um, yeah, family, money. My rule is with family and money, I only give what I can give and I don't lend money whatsoever. Right. Yeah. But as I far as like, the, yeah, yeah. Don't, it, um, the Bible says, um, the lender is slave, I mean, the borrower is slave to the lender, you know, and you, your mom borrowing money yeah. from you can change your relationship. And it can be very, very, very stressful. So I don't, I don't recommend you add that again. But um, overall, the two credit cards you have, I would use the avalanche method, right? Meaning the card with the highest APR, you pay that one off first and you move on to the next one. Once you're fully debt free, right? And by the way, you can take, for example, your emergency fund right now and pay off your credit card debt and basically like refill your emergency fund, right? So once that's fully refilled right. again, your emergency fund, we can move on to now investing, right? For investing, what I recommend is this. It sounds like, hey, my name is Nicholas. I make, I make Nicholas. I make money, whatever. And the problem is that sometimes my money, I don't know where it is. You know, I have so much money everywhere. But overall, what you want to do is set up a system. Systems are everything. So I use M1 Finance because basically everything is automatic. So if you put on M1 Finance, I want to invest this much money every single week when I get paid or bi-weekly or monthly, it will do that and it will pull the money automatically for you. Now, how much money do you invest? That's the question. My rule is 20% of your income. If you plan on okay. having kids or you have a kid, you want to do, for example, 25%. The extra 5% is going to be basically for that kid's like um, 529 account, basically for college and so on. Because, you know, I wish my mom did that for me or my dad did that for me. Didn't know about that stuff, but it can help a lot when you have kids and so on, right? So right. if you're investing, for example, 20% consistently, for example, into that portfolio. But first, by the way, if your employer gives you, for example, like free money, right, with a match or whatever, you mm -hmm. want to take advantage of all the free money they give you. So you want to go to the employer and be like, hey, how much do I need to contribute to get all the free money that you guys give me? They'll tell you how much. Okay, so you contribute that. Then second, if you, you can get a Roth IRA and max it out to around 6K a year. And then if you have any money left over, you can put it, for example, into a taxable account. And by the way, M1 Finance does, for example, the Roth and also taxable account. And that's what I would use. Okay, so they have a Roth IRA with M1 Finance? Yes, you can open up a Roth with M1 Finance. You can also open up a taxable account. So, again, remember though, right? Remember this. What's your income per month? Um, my income, I'll say, is about $2,200 a month. $2,200 a month, right? That means, okay, mm -hmm. you see right here, $2,200. That's around $26,000 a year, right? Mm -hmm. Now, right. this means that minus $6,000, boom. Your Roth is fully funded. If you have any money left over, you can go ahead and put it into your brokerage account. But I, where are you from, by the way? I'm from South Carolina, actually. South Carolina. So houses, not that bad, not that expensive. Okay, good. So now, once yeah. you have an emergency fund and you're also investing 20%, I want you to start saving up for uh, a down payment for a home, right? That's important. So if you can put down, for example, a 20% down payment on a home, following, for example, the 33% rule, meaning, hey, that house I buy, the mortgage taxes, insurance, maintenance, HOA fee, all put together cannot exceed more than 33% of my income, my monthly income. That means the house you buy is not going to be a burden, but it's actually going to be a blessing because basically, guess what? If you lose your job, it's not that much money. So if you get it back a job, you're going to be able to pay it off, right? That's the whole point, the mortgage. On top of that, exactly. when you buy that house, make sure you get it, for example, on a 15-year mortgage. That way, again, it's going to be a cheap house. It's going to be a good house, but it's going to be your house very quickly, very fast. 
Now, now so, um, wait, so far, okay, right? Yeah, so so far we have 20% being put towards investments, right? Now, right. we, we've been saving up, for example, for the down payment for the house. It can be anywhere between like 20 to 50% of your money for the down payment. Once you buy the house, you want to be paying an extra 15% towards that house also. That way, instead of taking, for example, 15 years, you finish, for example, in 7 to 10 years. A lot faster. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, what I was also going to ask you about, too, because I did watch your video about mm -hmm. um, how you essentially were going from buying a home essentially into renting and essentially kind of comparing and contrasting the two. Yes. Now, I'm actually moving to Charlotte in in June, and my cost of living is going to reduce significantly, which is what I want, because I want to start obviously saving more and potentially either buy or rent a house. But um, as far as that goes, too, um, like I said, knowing that, so I think when I move, I know at least my rent or my cost of living will only be about 33% of my full income. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. I think that's the exact number of it. So, yeah, so like I'm excited about that because I know I'll be, really be able to save if I, you know, stay disciplined. But it, when it same? comes to that, I'm sorry? Is your income going to stay the same or is it going to go up or down? Income's going to stay the same, but like I said, I'm also, um, I resell sneakers on the site right now currently. Awesome. So um, along with that and along with I'm in the process of learning how to flip phones. So um, along awesome. with those two things, um, I, you know, I plan for it to be a little bit more, like I said, you know, increased. So from those things to, you know, kind of contributing to that. But I um, I was kind of torn in, after seeing that, I was kind of torn in between and kind of doing the research and still trying to figure out if that would still be worth um, you know, the investment, if I did want to decide to buy the, mm -hmm. buy a home or, or just, you know, rent a place, um, the answer, you know, the answer is, yeah, the answer is right now you, you, you can't buy a home because you're still in debt, right? You need to like fully find your emergency account again and you need to start investing right. also, right? But the answer is what you're talking about is called a rent versus buy calculator. And they're also on Google. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can do the math. But the answer was that basically my situation is different, right? Because in New York, it would take me 11 years to make buying a house worth it over renting. So 11 years of renting is going to be like, hey, buying a house is actually worth it now, right? But it means that New York, too expensive, right. don't buy a home. And on top of that, when I was right. going to go to Florida, because now I'm not going to Florida, I'm actually going somewhere else, which I'll, I'll reveal in a later video, um, because okay. of tax reasons, of course. Um, the answer is, when mm -hmm. I was going to Florida, the idea was, well, if I stay in this, um, in this home for like around eight years or seven years or six years, I can get to financial freedom a lot faster and then also just buy the house when I'm ready, right? And just use that money to pay off the house. But, you know, again, the plan that I built now is more like do both at the same time. So you want to be investing 20% while you're also paying down that house also. Because the idea is, you know, in, in, in eight years, seven years, one thing is you can own a home or have a lot of investments, but then those investments go down because you never know what market you're going to be in. So that's also something to think about. Right. Okay, gotcha. Well, like I said, I'll definitely take that into consideration as well, too, when I get to that point. And also, too, like the, I didn't know that about M M1, but I also am, I just kind of send my stuff information to create, uh, I guess, an account with, I guess, is it SoFi or Sophie? Um, okay, SoFi. And yeah, I'm, SoFi. Yeah, I um, mean, I, I really liked how in one of your videos, you were kind of just describing how they kind of break down everything as far as your expense and then as far as when you get paid as far mm -hmm. as kind of distributing or sending the, the money where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. um, my question, I guess, as far as that goes, is because I'm currently, I have been currently with Wells right now, and I just have my credit union. But, I mean, is there any, uh, my only concern, like I said, is I guess I have money that's, that's there, but it's not, I just don't have like an essential bank, especially after I move 
um, mm -hmm. as far as like I said, that's concerned. So with them, do you think it still would be kind of a better uh, approach or to still have that or and to keep my Wells Fargo account or I could just probably close it? I would have, okay, again, you want to create systems, right? I would have SoFi right. be my landing account, right? What does that mean, landing account? That's where all the money comes in and it gets distributed accordingly. So again, right, when you have the whole budget that I created, the first part is what um, you have um, um, emergencies, right? So if you're going to be saying for emergencies, SoFi automatically, you can set it to send the money over to the emergency account, right? When you have investments, you can have um, M1 Finance pulled automatically from SoFi. That way that money gets invested automatically. When you have, for example, debt payments, you can have the, well, you want to pay debt first, obviously. So by this point, you won't have any debt and you also won't have, for example, emergency account because your emergency account will be fully funded. So you'll probably just have investing on top of expenses. You can have your expenses go directly into your wealth, I mean, your, um, your Wells Fargo account. So you can have, when you get paid into your SoFi, your Wells Fargo account automatically basically asks for that money to get into your Wells Fargo account because it's going to be for your expenses and you need that money in hand because I know for a fact, okay, SoFi is, is cool and all that stuff, but you need access to money when you can, if you need it in cash or whatever. And they don't do that because the ATMs, although it is a good network or whatever, you have to pay money and that's not cool or whatever. Got you. Does that make sense? No, it, it, it does essentially. Like that, I just wanted to make sure because I've, you know, I've had my struggle with my fair share with, you know, just certain banks in general and just kind of yeah. just doing business on them on a regular basis. So now that makes sense. So I get that. Yeah. And just make sure your, your, your accounts are set to like, um, make sure they don't have you, um, like get like what is called overdraft protection. Make sure you have that like, um, like I'm um, turned on so that they don't like, if you don't ever go like over, over the amounts, they don't have to charge you money on any of that stuff. But essentially so far is landing account where all the money gets like, like put to, and distribute it across everything, and then basically Wealthfront, I mean, Wealth, Wealth Fargo will be the account where basically you have your money for your normal spending and so on. And by the way, I would probably put my emergency accounts in Wealthfront, that's why I keep saying it. That way, the money is completely separate. By the way, they also, they also have a debit card, don't worry. But that way, the money is separate, okay. and you only use it when you have a real life emergency. Got you. Okay, so that would be better off there. Okay, got you. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, but by the way, remember, right? Remember, kind of remember, Nicholas, right? All this stuff is like put on auto pay, right? Because it, it sounds like a lot, but you want to put this, you want to spend like an hour making sure Wealthfront mm -hmm. pulls, M1 Finance pulls, um, Wealthfront has the whole thing, Wells Fargo has the whole thing. That way, everything's being done automatically. And all you have to do is just, just do nothing. Everything's done automatically. Right. And that's the part that I have to discipline myself to do. So, yeah, I will definitely will. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make that a priority for sure. So, awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that's, that. That's the awesome um, thing, man. When you set up that way, there's no discipline required because basically you have it doing automatically. You don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have to just going in and having to do it manually for sure. Mm -hmm. um, definitely. I get that. Um, and now it's going to take me into my next, um, I guess, discussion that I wanted to have with you as far as just wholesale um i guess wholesale real estate mm -hmm. and i have a friend of mine that actually currently does this in atlanta and um she doesn't have a real estate license or anything like that she owns a property um and like she rents it to tenants and mm -hmm. she you know encouraged me to get into it and like i said it was something that i kind of was doing my homework on individually but you know like so was still kind of unsure but i wanted to get your thoughts or if you had any experience about that and um just kind of get your thoughts essentially Dean Gradiosi and also Ty Lopez they have great courses on wholesaling, but essentially it's just you getting a contract for a property 
and then having somebody else buy the property and then you keep the difference in a way. Does that make sense? That's the whole thing. That's that's kind of like um, right. it's, like, it's like a job. You know what I mean? It's not it's not passive. Nothing about it is passive. It is like real hustle because you have to get mm-hmm. prospects. You have to know how to analyze a company. I mean, not um, a property. I'm talking about stocks. I'm like all over the place here. But you have to learn how to analyze a, a, a property to make sure the investor you're going to sell it to can actually see like, oh, this is a good deal. I'm willing to give you an extra three, four thousand dollars for it. But it is a full time job, by the way. So keep that in mind. If you want to okay. do it, it's great. It's a real thing. It's not a scam. Everything's solid there. But it is. It, it does take work. It's not like people make it seem like, oh, you can just do this. Buy my course. Do this. Blah blah blah. Oh my gosh, you're rich. No, it's real. It's it's real mm-hmm. work. It's tough. It's a lot of calls. Yeah, do and that? that was my thing. No, that was my thing. It's something. I'm. That's one of the things I'm not like. I always. I appreciate the. Um, I appreciate real estate for just how lucrative it can be, mm-hmm. and just the venues that you can go from it. But mm-hmm. it's just never really been a passion of mine, which is why I just haven't been. Because my mom, she did real estate for a little bit mm-hmm. of time, and she was like, "Oh, you need to get into it. You need to do it." And I just, again, it was just, I, you know, the idea sounded really cool, but it just never was something for me. So, mm-hmm. and that's the only reason why I asked essentially was to how um, that process went, because I was like, "Well, hey, maybe you know, I, I definitely could see myself running a property, you know, one day." you know, just mm-hmm. to, you know, tenant, whatever the case is, but yeah. that would be the furthest it would go. It wouldn't be anything like, you know, me trying to sell houses. Yeah. It sounds like what you want to do is you get passive income. That's what you want to do. And the, the first step is you want to become debt free. You want to build the system of investing. And once you have, for example, your foundation, which is, Hey, Tommy, I'm, I've been investing for a while now. I have no debt. My, I own my house. I have my security here because once you own your own house, like that's it. Like your expenses are so low to the point where if you lose your job, your expenses are like maybe like a thousand or like nine hundred dollars a month. That's it, right? So whatever you choose to do, it's gonna be fine. You're not gonna go homeless, right? Now from there, mm-hmm. if you wanna, for example, invest into rental properties, that's fine. But I will follow the same rule. You put down twenty percent, make sure it's not over thirty three percent of your of your monthly income. Um, you get a tenant in there, mm-hmm. and you don't move on to the next property until that property is fully paid off. That way, it cash flows properly all to you. You don't carry any risk, and you're not basically building a mountain of debt. You. Now, is there a way to so like with my situation, like I currently I'm um, rent a townhouse here, and and on my contract it's very specific as to hey, like you know, there's no reselling of this whatsoever. I ran out of people that do it unknowingly without them knowing, but is there a way to essentially see if you're able, like, or I guess to, I don't say track, but to find places that that's possible or that you know that's an avenue to where you can rent this place and then you can essentially rent it out to a tenant while, you know, you either have a house or whatever the case is. You're renting right now, right? Yes. And you're telling me you want to leave that house into somebody else, like basically like on flip the lease? I would like to, but it's my contract. That's not, that wouldn't be, you know, viable yeah. essentially. So usually you'll, you'll, you'll get a, you'll get ahead in life. Like just doing things the right way. Usually. Um, sometimes right. lo- loopholes are cool, but, um, if, if they say in the contract, oh, you can't do it, just, just don't really push. There's, there's people out there that will allow you to do that stuff. If somebody does, they will, but, um, essentially manage what you have now. If you don't like it, then you have to move somewhere else and see where you can actually do that. But are, it, can you house sack while you're there? How many bedrooms do you have? Uh, it's a two bedroom, one and a half bath. Can you, can you house sack? Do that allow that? Like have somebody else live there, pay you some, pay some money for the room. I could, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the way to do everything legally, right? You and and no trouble or anything. You house act, yeah. If you like living with people, by the way, that's also like a like a like a caveat to that. You house act the whole thing. Right. You have one person like renting the room, giving you some extra cash. Now your living expenses are down. 
means you can pay your debts off a lot faster, build up your um your, your down payment a lot faster, and you're good to go. Hmm. Okay. Wow. That's okay. Well, yeah, I definitely did not consider that, but I'll definitely look at look into that more for sure. Yeah, that, that's what I would do, man. You don't you don't want to get on the bad side of your landlord. I mean, yeah, imagine this. I imagine this, right? Imagine this. Imagine if you're a landlord and then you have some guy doing that to your property, and you said no. How would you feel? I mean, yeah, I'd be like, what? Exactly. Exactly. Exactly, man. I say that because because I, 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 we have a landlord here in, in New York, and, and this guy is against dogs and cats. I was like, you know what? I'm going to sneak in a cat. He's not going to notice. And, and then my, my cousin was like, Tommy, don't do that shit. It's, it's not worth it. So, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, just, just, just stay on the good side. <laughs> just stay on the good side. It's not worth it at all. <laughs> no, nah, I feel you and that. It's really not, bro. It's really not. Um, let's see. Um, seven minutes left. So, um, another thing I wanted to bring out too was just, mm-hmm. I guess I. So I was on. I kind of fell into kind of a slump or just kind of a. I guess you can say depression. Like last mm-hmm. year, just with everything going on with COVID, um, because that's when my sneaker business was really thriving and yeah. you know I was having a lot of success. And, you know, at the time, like I said, I was just going through some things, some personal things, and mm-hmm. it really ended up just kind of, you know, kind of sending me downhill to where, you know, I just, it just kind of fell off. Like I said, you know, I just kind of, I got kind of in a slump, like, you know, a little bit financially, obviously doing much better now, but um, as far as not just with you, but I guess just for, you know, obviously the people that might be listening to this, um, what, what are some things I guess that have maybe helped you kind of overcome, you know, either some of the struggles from COVID and just, um, you know, or just kind of different things in general? The answer is, bro, being sad every now and then is normal. It's okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't wake up every day being like, I'm so happy to make a video today. You know, it's like, it's okay to be, to be sad sometimes to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just so tired. I'm, I'm depressed, whatever it is. It's, it's okay. Right. But one thing right. is, that's why you can't rely on motivation. Right. I don't, I don't rely on motivation or else I would never make a video my whole life. The thing is, you want to, again, <laughs> you want to build habits, right? So if you say you're going to do something, you got to do it. My 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 big thing is, I've been saying this for a long, long time, is action first and emotion later, right? So right. if you want to do something, just start doing it. Don't overthink about it, okay? And it's okay to be sad and still doing a job, but it's also, it's not okay to be depressed like crazy, not understand it, and right. not do anything about it, right? You got to figure out exactly what's going on. And what you can do about it. And sometimes people get depressed about things that they have no control over. And it's more about just, hey, just let go of what you can't control. And only focus on what you can control. Mm. Yeah, so that's what I would do, man. Just focus on what you can do. Don't rely, for example, on motivation. Just basically put in the work and put in the action. That's it. And it's okay to feel sad and to feel depressed every now and then. It's normal. Like, like this is not Instagram. Like, people don't have a smiley face all the time on their faces. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, I definitely, um, for sure, man, I'll keep that in mind because, you know, just, I'm sure just with like everybody else, like I said, we've been going through. And by the way, so, you, you have, but, you have any, you have, um, you have friends? Um, I mean, so my friends, they kind of all, I've been in this area about 10, 15 years now, mm-hmm. and they've kind of all grown up, got married, and just kind of, you know, they have kids and stuff like that. I'm single, have no kids. Um, I'm 29, 29. 29, bro. You have a girlfriend? Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, no, do not at currently. No, I'm just kind of focusing on myself. One that's fake news, bro. You know, that's fake news, bro. I'm telling you, man. That's fake news. All that focusing on myself stuff. That's, that's an excuse, man. I'll tell you this, man. Like, um, there, there is no, there's no, there's no, I'm so busy on myself to focus on anybody else. There, there's a balance. If you're, if you're feeling like, um, 
humans, right? We are you. You talking about animals, right? You told me, Tommy, I want to start YouTube channel about animals, right? Right? That was you. Right. You know, like animals are social creatures. We're also animals. We need to connect with people, right? So my advice is right. this, man: you got to put yourself out there at least one to two hours a day, just hanging out. For example, maybe going to church. Maybe, for example, going to like a little meeting, a little, a little, a little party, whatever it is. Not like things that you actually want to be around. Okay, not like bad environments and stuff like that. You want to be around good people, or whatever. But just like meeting new people and going out there and trying to make a connection with like a like like a female or, or, or whatever you're into. There's um there's this book. It's called the the Three Percent Man. Okay. Yeah, and th that book is gonna help you with when it comes to like um like talking to girls and so on and all that stuff. I I read that book to like um get my fiance so. That's why I always promote that guy. The guy is cool, but he has like weird pol political views, so be careful with that. But it's important. Yeah, it's important, bro, to make connections with people. That's that's all we have, you know. And if you if you feel depressed or you feel like you don't like work is cool, bro. But if I just did videos all day and I didn't have for them my fiance or my friends that I, that I call every day to like play chess or whatever we want to do, and, and my mom, my sister, like all these people around me, like it would just be miserable. So. And if I, if I, if I, I'm going to, okay, I'll tell you this. Okay. I told you I'm going to move or whatever. I'm moving in June to Puerto Rico, a place that I haven't wow. been there for, yeah, for a very long time. Right. So when well, I moved to Puerto Rico, no, my family's in Dominican Republic. So it's like right across Dominican there, but it's for tax reasons. I'm going over there for tax reasons. Okay. To save money on taxes. That's why I'm going. But, um, I'm going to be there with just me and my fiance, right? We'll be married by then most likely, maybe. But it's just us, right? So mm -hmm. what do I do there? Am I depressed? Am I going to be depressed in my house? No, I, I want to... Maybe I'll go to church. Maybe I'll go to some meetings. Maybe I'll go to the gym to meet new people. But it's all about making connections. If the, the the worst way to be is to be 90 years old with no friends when you die and everyone's like, oh, he was a good guy, but nobody knows him. Right. You know? You don't need a lot of people around you, man. You just need some good quality people. Absolutely, bro. Hey, man, well, I... Again, I'll definitely keep that in mind, you know, especially moving forward. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, it's it's more difficult than it obviously seems. But, you know, just just trying to overcome that, too, in general. But but no, mm -hmm. I, I definitely hear you on that. I like that. Yeah, man, just just, just mm -hmm. go to church or something or go like to some meetings and stuff like that. Like you'll be you'll be solid. Like you like you sound like bro, you're like a cool guy. man. I would like, like if I knew you and you were around me all the time, you, like you literally want exactly what I want. You know what I mean, just just find people. Like it's easy on the internet because like you, you have like this big pool of people, but just those people mm -hmm. exist in real life too. You know what I'm saying? So you just go out there, meet those people. Cool money, all this stuff is cool, but you got to go out there and, and like meet people also. Okay. We'll do, man. Hey, listen, I will again. I'll put that in the forefront for sure. All right, thanks, Nicholas, for the call and appreciate it, bro. And have fun. Hey, man. Thank you again, Tommy. Have a great day. All right, you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, guys. So that right there was Nicholas, and by the way, one of the best conversations ever. And if you have, if you ever ask me, Tommy, why do you ask people without friends all the time? Because guys, we live in a world where having friends is like not a normal thing anymore. Where people barely know anyone. You come home, you're on TV, you're doing whatever you want to do. You don't know anybody. Nobody knows you. That's why human connection is so important. So whenever I see someone like this, my advice is always, hey, the money, money thing is so easy, right? Money is all about I make this much, I spend this much. I invest as much. I don't get into debt. That's it. That's all, that's all it takes, right? But relationships, they're a lot more difficult, a lot more difficult and also a lot more harder to actually manage. So my advice is always, hey, put yourself out there. There is no, I'm too busy. I'm working on myself. That's all trash. It's all trash, okay? It's all trash. I'm being honest. It's all trash, okay? You can have a girlfriend, a friend, 
people around you that love you and care for you. Like just spend two hours of your day on that stuff and you'll be solid, okay? So that's the whole point there. Always make time, okay? Four things, health, wealth, love, and happiness. You gotta hit those four stones every single day and that's how you live a better, happy life, okay? It's not about being happy and successful. Well, happy, yes, of course. It's not about being like rich and like, oh my gosh, I have money, all this stuff, and being like, um, like, like emotionally poor. You, you want to have a little bit of everything. I want everything for you. Now, guys, that's it for this video. If you want to join me next time, well, go ahead and basically click the link down below, and that way you can join me for free on my next call. See you guys tomorrow. As always, like, subscribe, hit the bell, street notified. And if you guys want to text me or talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, join my Patreon link down below, or send me a DM on Instagram at Tommy Bryson. And if you want to watch another call, here's that call right here. I'll get my face right here. See you guys next time, and as always, peace.